Today we're talking about writing in newsletters and how to get attention for your work and your ideas. And this speaker isn't too well known in my circles, but is apparently doing fairly well on Medium. And I thought he had some pretty insightful things to say about how you should present content so that people want to hear it. Could you share, well, one, how you built your audience? We've briefly touched on, okay, we started blogging, heard Medium thrown out you know, a few times. So like, how have you built your audience that allows you to now make a living online? And just any sort of, I don't know, numbers or scale that you can share, yeah. just so people have an idea of like where you are today. Yeah, so I had, I had no following online really to speak of when I started. And I, so I, I just put up a WordPress blog and I had a email newsletter and I, I sent out an email to, I don't know, maybe like 50 friends and family. And I my first newsletter probably went out to like 30 or 40 people. And again, friends and family. <laughs> and that, it, that was probably the case for the first three or four months. I, like I literally don't think it, it wasn't above like probably 70, 60 people for like three months. Like it just really... But I do remember finally, like after every single weekly newsletter, my grandfather would always email me back saying, great article, like this was really good. You know, you just always have like something nice to say. And that, oh, it that. sounds stupid, but like that made so much of a difference to me. I knew it was kind of like corny. And yes, he's doing this just to be nice. And like, I mean, I think he did like him, but it's a very grandfatherly thing to do. But like, God damn it, like that actually helped. <laughs> like despite my like cynicism, like having someone, just one person like that, it was really helpful. So I, yeah, I wouldn't skip that step again, like kind of recruiting friends and family initially. The next thing, the next like bump that really, and, and I was at that point, by the way, I was getting like zero traffic to my blog. I mean, I had no other, and I wasn't on any social media really. I was literally just putting stuff out there like into the void. Didn't know anything about just SEO. Just press and publish. Just press and yeah. publish. Yep. And sharing it with this really small group of people. My first kind of big break came when I, I just, I'd known about Medium, but I decided I, I, I heard that it's like pretty easy. You can just cross post stuff. I, so I already had these articles written on my blog. So I thought, yeah, what the hell? I'll just like put this on Medium. And so I, I put this article on Medium and within like a day, someone from an editor from one of the bigger publications there called The Startup said, hey, like I saw this piece somehow. I don't know how I saw it. Can we publish it in, in The Startup? And I, I said, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> Why not? And then it it kind of... It had a little mini blow up. It seemed like out of this world to me, like at my stage, you got like, you know, like, I don't know, 10,000 views or something like, mm. and, and that got me probably, I don't know, like, I mean, it bumped my, my medium follower count, but I also had a CTA at the bottom of the, of the article. So that kind of doubled my email list probably and all sort of new people. And that obviously like that was super exciting. And so I was like, all right, this medium thing, this is great. I'm just repurposing. I'm just literally copying, pasting my, this article I've written already and putting on a medium. Mm -hmm. So that kind of progressed fairly well for about a year or so. And at that time, I also started learning just like the real basics of SEO. I, like I got like the Yoast plugin and I wasn't even doing keyword research at that point. I was just kind of like following the Yoast thing. And, and right. over the course of about a year, I started getting fairly good, some, some pretty good SEO traffic. And then about, at about the year point, this is when I, I, I was talking before about, I started kind of actively like trying to learn from a few of these writers I, I admired on Medium and developing this more conversational style. And that's where my, <clears throat> my Medium growth like really took off. I mean, I went from like a few hundred subscribers up to thousands, you know, eight, nine, 10,000. And then at the same time that I was starting to build up like SEO kind of organic traffic to my website. And common misconception with Medium, you can actually set the canonical link 
to be like your WordPress version so that if an article like blows up on Medium, all the SEO juice still goes to your website. So I was having these pieces blow up on Medium, but then I'd rank for them for the My Sites version. So I'd get all this more organic traffic coming to my website. And yeah, so that, so my email list was just growing. I think after the first uh, year, year and a half, I was at, you know, a few thousand subscribers. And then last year, I just really kind of hit my stride with Medium and I figured out like the right format, kind of like the right tone and format for writing on Medium. And and the SEO had really started kicking in. I was getting a lot of traffic there. And my, yeah, my newsletter went up to, you know, pretty quickly got up to like 15, 20,000. And that's kind of where I am today. So, but it's almost entirely been medium and SEO. And that's, that's where I get probably 80%, 90% maybe of my newsletter subscribers, which is my primary kind of metric that I hmm. track is that I just include links, um, CTAs at the bottom of all my medium articles. And then I, you know, I, again, I, I don't, I don't do tons of keyword research. Honestly, again, I'm too selfish. Like I just write about whatever I'm interested in and I'll do a little like kind of minimal, you know, SEO stuff, but yeah, that's worked really well so far. Although, although to be honest, I've been kind of winging it so far, but I've realized if I, if I do want to kind of get to the next level, I, I do need to be more thoughtful. I think about strategy and some of the more formal aspects mm. of the approach. But I, I think the big thing was just like medium was just my home. Like it's like a writer's platform and I was a writer. I just liked writing and it was easy. It was simple. I could just plug stuff over there and I was, I liked the people I was reading on there. And I, so that allowed me to kind of learn from them and, and create a, a voice and a style that worked well for that audience and for the people on that platform. Yeah. And so I think that, I think that just, I think that really helped a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been kind of toying and workshopping this idea of owned, rented, and borrowed platforms, mm. and just like helping people, like really, like break it down fundamentally. Like, what what is marketing? What does it mean? Like, how do you sort of strategically engineer something that just you know gets you traffic, gets attention to whatever thing it is that you do, whether it's content or a product or a service, and in you you know even between owned, rented, and, and borrowed, you basically just need you need one platform that's like or at least one that gets you discovered and like gets kind of those initial eyeballs and new people through the door. And then you need another one that kind of keeps people around retention that, you know, loose them in somehow. And so, you know, very clearly for you, right. Medium was that discovery mechanism, that discovery platform, people come through the door, you get the traffic and then Google tacked on as, you know, maybe like a number two, and then you're funneling everyone to the newsletter and now they're subscribed. And I have another way to, keep in touch with them and keep, you know, getting returning, returning traffic from each of your visitors and subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the, the newsletter was just so was and is so key. I mean, even, even just from an SEO point, like it's pretty awesome after you publish a, you know, an article now I can just link to it in my newsletter and all you out of nowhere, you get 1500 visits or something like that's pretty, that starts to help a lot. But, but yeah, it starts with that idea of having your own, it was tiny. It was like 30 people at the beginning, right? But this newsletter of people who just, yeah, get to know me and my style and like, and they just have that one, they just need to open that one email every Monday morning. They don't need to go to my website or anything. And they mm -hmm. just kind of stay in touch and it just becomes a part of their life. And they were like, I so frequently have people say like, Oh, I just, I look forward to Monday morning so much. Cause I know like your, your newsletter comes out and it's, there's always something kind of interesting in there. And so, yeah, I, lo I love that, but I love that framework of kind of own rented and borrowed. And that has definitely been the, you know, sort of renting or borrowing medium and, and, and SEO and then owning the, the, the list. And I know it's cliche. People talk about it all the time, but it, it really is. It's been awesome for me.
yeah, I mean, the newsletter is probably your most, your most powerful, valuable asset, but you wouldn't have gotten there without the kind of arbitrage opportunity with medium. And you've been with medium through some of the highs and lows and changes and all the things in between. Is there anything special you were doing on Medium that allowed you to, you know, get good success there? And I believe, I mean, you're one of the, the top writers or, you know, there's some sort of accolade there with Medium. But is there anything you're doing differently than other writers or is it just the consistency and sort of this like brand and reputation that you've built up over time? Yeah. So I, again, this is always a little fraught because there's the, well, maybe that just worked for you, Survivor Fish Trip thing. But some of the things that I would point out in, that I think have worked for me and that I've observed like common out common factors that I've observed also working for other people I know who have been successful on the platform is it kind of goes back to the first point is going back to this idea of inspiration over information. I see so many high quality articles on medium that just totally bomb. Like they're full of really good information and I'm sure they took, you know, a lot of time and effort went into them, but they're just, they're boring and they're like kind of stodgy and they're, they're like hard work to read through and for whatever reason, I think Medium just really rewards writing that makes it easy on the reader. So like a few like particulars of that, being really specific and straightforward in titles, like headlines of articles. Like, and it, it sounds, <laughs> I have a little bit of like imposter syndrome over this, but like I almost always form my, my titles the exact same way. They're just, they're straight listicles. They're really straightforward. It's like, mm. you know, five habits that will make you more confident or something like that. Almost kind of generic sounding and definitely listically. But the, the, the magic there, I think, at least for medium is that they're so straightforward. Like, you know, exactly what you're going to get. It takes all the right. risk out of clicking into that article and starting read to, to read because it's just, it's so transparent. Like it's just very straightforward. And so not being, it, it's been a real struggle for me is cause I, I'm, I always have this tug to be like, my stuff should sound more intellectual and it should be more like subtle and nuanced. And like, I'm just writing, uh, you know, listicles all the time and which have kind of a bad reputation. But, but again, it goes back to like, you know, I, like fundamentally, like I'm a teacher, right? And if I'm even the most like, you know, I don't know, Nobel prize winning professors or whatever, they, they, they still end up teaching like one-on-one level classes. Right. And, they, and when you do that, like you have to be approachable, you know, you can't just like ram theories and complex stuff down, you have to like guide people along the process. So I, yeah, I think being very straightforward and plain in the way you kind of position your articles is, is really important on medium. And then also just the way you structure them. Like Medium has gone out of its way to give like tools and formatting that make writing like very beautiful and easy to read. And it's amazing how many people not only don't take advantage of that, but like actively interfere with it. They still write these like enormous <laughs> paragraph blocks of text. And yeah, anyway, it's just like, like making it easy, making, you know, having like very clear like sections being really obvious about like what you're talking about using using tons of examples. This is like really like, I, I think people comment on this all the time with my writing. They'll say like, I feel like I would, like you were in my head because you were describing these situations that are like, just like my life. And so whenever I make up, like often when I make points, I go, even though it's, it's probably, it feels excessive or gratuitous. I'll give like two or three examples kind of like, and really simple, like just a sentence or two explaining some idea using lots of metaphors and just being very, again, being very, I think medium really rewards approachable, straightforward writing. 
And so I, I think that's a lot of what's, yeah, what's helped and really resonated with people on Medium. Not like no jargon, like a lot of, I mean, a lot of this is pretty straightforward writing advice, but, but I think there are, again, there are like subtle reasons why this is hard. Like for me personally, it's that like, I'm not sounding intellectual enough. I'm not like sophisticated mm-hmm. enough in my writing. And it's constantly tempting me to use like big terms or to, you know, to write these headlines that are like, instead of my normal style would be again, like, you know, five habits that will help you be more confident. I want to write something like, you know, confidence as courage, blah, 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 you know, like, and that <laughs> stuff just does not, right. it, it sounds fancy and intellectual, right? And you can imagine someone going, ooh, wow, that sounds, you know, what, but like the vast majority of people are going to skim right over it because they're like, what the hell does that mean? I don't have time for this, right? So anyway, that's, sorry, that's kind of a brain dump, but I think Medium is such a missed opportunity by a lot of people. And it's, it's yeah, a lot of it is pretty low-hanging fruit, actually. Hmm. Well, again, people like to poo-poo on uh, follow your passion, but like there's some some truth in there and everything's on a spectrum. And I think the same uh, applies to listicles and that sort of predictable, literal uh, expression of content and, and what you're writing about, what you're teaching. It's just like, look, this is what people want to consume like just give the people what they want right (laughs) like they want five ways to you know to improve their confidence or whatever it is like give them five ways and like that let that be the title right it's just like this is exactly what people want and i think it especially comes down to the medium and how people discover the content as well because maybe for something like google you know you you kind of like uh is on the fence a little bit kind of dips their toes in two different pools where um you know you have to match the keyword so you're giving people what they want, right? And you can kind of get a little bit creative with it, right? But it's not going to give, deviate too much. But even then, like Google tends to really um, makes things very simplified because, you, you know, the broadest search terms and the most vague search terms are the, the most searched because they are, by definition, the broadest, the biggest, like they have the most, you know, things can apply to them. Whereas something like Medium, some people aren't really searching through Medium as much as I understand or the way that I mm-hmm. use it they're more browsing, right? You're kind of like coming across it or maybe it's sent to you through a newsletter. You're just kind of, you know, scrolling through different things. So it's really about how can I capture someone's attention who's scrolling through, not how can I fulfill, you know, the information, how can I satisfy the information need of a Google search, right? Of like this really comprehensive in-depth thing. It's just how can I get someone to click on this, right? And how can I get someone to read the next sentence, the next sentence, the next sentence, Exactly. And I think, yeah, when people are searching Google, they're, they're more primed for information. Like they're learning for, they're more at the, like, I want to solve this problem stage. But with medium, you, you like, you can't live in denial about this. Like most people, I think most people fundamentally, at least people on medium, they want to be inspired more than they want information. They want to feel something much more than they want to learn something. Maybe eventually they want to learn something. Right. And I'm, I want to position myself to be able to help them with that. But initially, right? You just want to make them feel something. They want to feel inspired. They want to see the world in a slightly new way, right? And so mm. if, a, if a listicle title and structure of an article gets people in, then you can do this, what I think is like a pretty cool sort of magic trick where people go in thinking it's going to be a, like your generic kind of fluffy listicle that doesn't deliver on the like sky high expectations of the title. But then you go in and it's this like really... Um, thoughtful, substantive, kind of friendly, just a really good article in there. And I think I, I hear this all the time. People are like, oh my God, I, I, I rolled my eyes when I saw your title and I, I almost didn't click in, but I did because I was just kind of intrigued. 
And it was yep. so good. Like there was so much good stuff in there. I couldn't believe it. And yep. so I, I think that's actually a way to like quickly win super fans is that you like, you challenge those expectations. You sort of go, Hey, you think you know what this is, but then actually it's something really different. And it's, and the difference though, back to our earlier point is about, it's about personality and it's about, again, it's about feeling. It's about helping them see the world in a different way and giving them a new way to feel about something or making them feel like they're not alone, right? Like the way you write about something, all this thing no one's ever described to them in the way they feel it, you, you're being empathetic, right? Which kind of goes back to marketing, right? Good marketing is, is about empathy. And so I think you can use, you know, you can put a little, again, you put a little cheese whiz on the broccoli, right? You can write a, a, a listicle title if it gets people in the door. And it's not, it's not a listicle if you actually deliver on it. It's not clickbait if you deliver on it, right? If you actually yeah. give something helpful and meaningful. And so, yeah, I don't know. That, that's, this is the little pep talk I give myself when I'm feeling that pull to do something more like annoyingly <laughs> intellectual or something. <laughs> so that's the clip for today. Actually, the rest of the conversation was pretty good. I just ran out of time because I wanted to keep it short. But just to recap, it's all about getting started with SEO and then getting that SEO juice back to your own WordPress website and obviously having a call to action, the basics, but then also having early supporters like Nick's grandfather. And then starting to get into the real meat of it, which is that you have to package information in something that's interesting and you have to grab attention using the tricks of the trade that everyone else does, which is clickbait and listicles and stuff like that, but to actually deliver real content with it. And that's probably the formula that I see most of the successful content creators out there use. Like there is some intellectual standards of purity or whatever, but they're not afraid or not shy to sell out a little bit because otherwise they're not gonna get the attention that they need. So the rest of the conversation covers a little bit more about caring and authenticity and i like that but it was just wasn't as tight as i wanted it to so if you're interested in this speaker i recommend checking out the show notes for the full podcast <laughs>